Welcome to Standing Strong Ministries podcast with Dr. Sean Strong. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. in mind right here and stronger every day. Hey guys, welcome to uh, Stronger Every Day where the coffee is strong, but the word of God makes us stronger. God always has your miracle in mind. Um, do me a favor and hit the share button. Hello, Jack McCracken. Good to see you. <clears throat> Good to see all you guys on here. Hit the share button. We want to get as many people on here as possible sitting here having some coffee and reflecting on the day and <clears throat> just want to come on here and uh, give you guys a, a few little tidbits uh, if you've not had a chance to follow us on Facebook uh, Instagram Twitter YouTube uh, please do so hello Rebecca good to see you on here um, hope everybody's having an incredible Wednesday it's midweek. They call it hump day, I guess. Uh, just kind of getting out of the routine of life. Um, if you know how to chance to download our app, please do so. Um, hello, Sister Dolores. Good to see you. Uh, please download our app. We want to make sure that everybody is getting, uh, getting on and uh, connecting with us on a real personal level. Uh, this is a real good way to do it. And uh, it's going to be an awesome time. Um, I don't have the flyer on this on this uh, computer, uh, but we're going to be in Marshfield, Missouri. That's about 20 minutes from Lebanon this coming weekend. And um, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be in a revival there called Compass Church. And um, it's a brand new door, brand new opportunity, and I really believe God's going to move there in a powerful way. I'm, I'm really excited about it, really excited about what God is going to be doing. <clears throat> and uh, just want to come on here and get you guys, and I want to share with you a few thoughts today. And um, just kind of want to really kind of share my heart a little bit. You know, um, the past week has been really interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, with everything going on, um, it, it feels like that there's a lot of things that are um, a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of uh, personal people getting really upset and um, about this, you know, Roe versus Wade. Um, hey, Dusty, good to see you. All kinds of turmoil, upset. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I just want to, uh, I just want to come on here. I want to give you a few thoughts. And uh, for those of you that are coming on, don't think that I'm going to be talking about you know, the road versus Wade decision, which anybody that knows me, hey, Logan, hope to see you tonight, buddy. Um, anybody that knows me knows that um, I'm not trying to uh, get you to think a certain way or feel a certain way about a certain subject, but I am persuaded in some things. And I want to share a, a few, a, a little of my persuasions. And um, I was in prayer here just a few months ago. So quite quite some time back, and I was really concerned um, about a generation 
um, that is so scared, um, you know, so hostile towards certain things. And, you know, Christians, I believe that we have opinions. And I believe opinions are okay. I believe that our opinions is, uh, our opinions are important. Our opinions are very strong. And, um, but one of the things that we really need to understand is our opinions uh, can never outweigh the truth. Okay? I want to say that to you. No matter what your opinion is about a subject, no matter what your thoughts are, hey Seth, no matter what your thoughts are about a particular subject, it doesn't nullify, your opinion never nullifies the truth. Okay? Now here's what I mean by that. You know, uh, the I really felt like I heard the Lord speak to me and he said, you know, truth doesn't, present feeling. Truth presents a fact. Feelings are what many of us in this in this culture seem to be guided by instead of being guided by the Word of God. Now, I want to show you something that I read this morning, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Paul is writing his farewell message here, and he, he's beginning to share some things with Timothy and he's beginning to instruct him. And I want to share with you one verse. And it's 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 3. Okay, and um, he says, For the time is coming when they will no longer listen and respond to the, to the healing words of truth. They will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their desires saying just what we want to hear, okay? That's a real powerful verse. And, and I think that right now we're in the middle of that in our culture. You know, there's a lot of things. Um, the moment that I try to find a scripture that fits my persuasion instead of the scripture leading my persuasion, there's a major problem, okay? So let me say that again. The moment that I try to find a scripture to feed my persuasion rather than the scriptures leading or directing my persuasion, there's a major problem. Okay? Major problem there. Hello, Joanne. Good to see you. You know, um, I think so many times we're wanting people to teach and preach something that leads our persuasion. You're always going to be right. I want you to put this in the comment section. Write this down. You can never go wrong with the Word of God. Okay? You can never go wrong with the Word of God. You know, I'm amazed at our generation and our culture that actually thinks that this Word, that this Bible has never affected your feeling or your persuasion. If it hasn't, then nine times out of 10, listen to my words, nine times out of 10, you're being led by your persuasions rather than being led by the word of God. And I really feel like that right now as a generation, that's what we're doing. You know, we're, 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 trying, to, we're trying to find a word that will fit our persuasion 
but you you really can't do that. Your word, the word of God begins to transform you and it becomes your persuasion. Okay. Um I I I feel like I feel okay uh you can never go wrong with the word of God. A lot of people are really upset right now, okay, about this Roe versus Wade thing. I've really seen uh, a lot of social media posts, a lot of personal people. Um, if you follow me at all, you know that this is one of my biggest persuasions uh, that I really, I will stand on this hill by myself. I don't care if anybody agrees with me or not. The Bible says that God is the giver of life. He's not the taker of life. That's a word of God persuasion. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. That's a word of God of persuasion. Okay? And I, I want to tell you that we are not at a place in our Christian walk that we can allow our persuasions to be greater than the word of God persuading us. Okay? Uh, here's number two. Uh, preaching and teaching. Uh, how do I say this properly? If a minister is doing his job, um, it should make you think about how you're living. Okay? I want you to put that in the comment section. If a preacher is doing their job, it should persuade you to think differently about you how you're living. Listen to what it says in verse 4. They will close their ears to the truth and believe nothing but fables and myths. Okay? This this is a huge problem in our culture right now. What we're doing is is we're saying that my persuasion is greater than the truth that's being spoken by the Word of God. That's impossible. I don't care if anybody agrees that that's impossible. You can't do that. You cannot, you cannot hold on to a fable, and you cannot hold on to uh, a soothing word, okay, or a fable or a myth and expect that to be truth. It has to be backed by the Word of God, okay? Everything you believe has to be backed by the Word of God. I want you to put that in the comment section. What I believe must be backed and supported by the Word of God. Okay? It should become my belief. The Word of God should become my belief. And right now we have this culture that's saying that I don't have to obey the Word of God. I don't have to agree with the Word of God. I don't have to support the Word of God. You know, the, the Word of God doesn't ask me for my opinion. The Word of God doesn't ask me for my thoughts. The Word of God doesn't ask me, um, it doesn't ask me um, what I think about a subject. It persuades me, okay? It persuades my thoughts. It persuades my instruction. It persuades the way I live, okay? Everything we believe must be backed by the Word of God, not the way I feel about a subject, not the way I not the way I agree with the subject. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, okay? I'm I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna upset a lot of people, okay? 
that are watching me because right now it's challenged. My, this thought is challenged. The Bible clearly states that marriage is between one man and one woman. I don't know how you can confuse that. I don't know how you can you can understand that God is not saying that he didn't he didn't degrade or agree with disagree with that he doesn't disagree with a homosexual lifestyle. And what we want to do is we want to try to make that acceptable because our culture has accepted it. But the Bible clearly states that marriage is between one man and a one woman. Now here's the thing. I truly believe that God is a God of common sense, okay? I believe that God is a God of common sense. So if God wanted if God wanted ever to be creation, okay, if he ever wanted creation, okay, to to you know be between a man and a man and a woman or a woman, don't you think he would have said that in there somewhere? I, I, I really feel like that that, you know, we're we're not it's it's not in there. It's that's not the pattern we follow. And and right and I know I and and listen, I know I'm going to lose a lot of followers probably. I'm going to have people upset at me. I can't go against the word of God. These are my thoughts right now. I am I am saddened that we have a generation that would rather state their opinion than the word of God. And and I'm and my heart is breaking because guys we we're going to have to understand that we got to believe the Bible according to this book, according to the pages of the Bible. And what we've got is we've got a generation that's getting upset at other Christians and other Christians getting upset at other Christians. But if the word of God offends you, I can't help that. Okay. I can't help that. I can't help it that the word of God is offensive. Okay. You know, the word of God, listen to this thought. You know what, and what we're doing is 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 Christian. I'm mind blown because what we're doing is is we're trying to bring it down the Bible down to these two few subjects or these three few subjects. Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says that I've got to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Okay, that's not an easy thing to do in in my flesh, right? And then the Bible says that your wife is to honor the husband. I mean, no, that's not an easy thing to do. God isn't just dealing with two subjects. God is dealing with every part of our life. And what we're doing is, is we're trying to fit an agenda or, or trying to have an agenda fit us the way we think, the way we feel about a subject. Feelings has nothing to do with my persuasion. Okay? I feel like Okay, there's times, check this out. Let me show you what I mean. I want you to write that in the comment section. My feeling has nothing to do with my persuasions. My feelings have nothing to do with my persuasions. Here's what I mean by that, okay? Um, <clears throat> how many's how many's ever, somebody ever been mad at somebody, okay? You've been mad at somebody and... They made you mad. I mean, so stark, angry, mad. You just wanted to, you just wanted to punch him in the face, or you wanted to beat him up, or you wanted to make them feel what you're feeling, the hurt that you're feeling. How many's ever been there? Go ahead and give me a few hand raises, right? Um, I we've all been there. We've all been there. Hit some likes to let me know you're hearing what I'm saying. We've all been there. But watch this. I am called to forgive them, despite how I feel. I want you to catch that. I am called to to forgive them despite my feelings on the matter. 
And what we've got is a generation that, that ignores that. Well, I can just be mad because they hurt my feelings. No, you can't. The Bible says be angry and sin not. Now, listen to me. That Now, I, I know there's a whole can of worms right there because then, you know, I feel like that you don't have to be a doormat for somebody. I don't feel like that you, I, I feel like sometimes you have to distance yourself from people. I get all that. I understand all of that. But the bottom line at the end of the day, how can God forgive me of my sin if I can't forgive others of theirs? That's what the Bible teaches us. Now, no matter how mad I am at that person, no matter how upset that I am at that person, it doesn't matter because the Bible commands me to give. Forgiveness is a command. It's not a suggestion. Okay? The Word of God are commands. They're not just suggestions. I want you to put that in the comment section. The Word of God is based upon commands, not suggestions. Okay? And... um you know, we, we forget, we oftentimes forget that God is on a reward system. And we don't like to hear that as Christians. We don't like to hear that. Let me give you a prime example, okay? We don't like to hear the fact, um, we don't like to think about it in these terms. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says, I will withhold no good thing from them that walk uprightly before me. Now, here's what most people hear. God wants to give me everything. And I believe that. I believe that he does. He wants to bless you, not only in this life, but in the life to come. The Bible teaches us that. But we miss one major thing according to this system. I will withhold no good thing from them that walk up rightly before me. What, I, what do you think that means? I think that's saying that as long as you're trying to walk in the precepts of God, you're trying to walk according to the principles of the Word of God. You know what I think that means? I think that means that God wants to give you everything that you're asking Him for. He wants to bless your life. He, want, he doesn't want to, want to withhold anything that you have need of or anything that you have desired of. However, you know, um, you know, if 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 my my son, right, my son cannot, you know, obey just one simple instruction, why would I want to give him the benefits of my life? Okay, and 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 here's and we don't like to think in we don't like to think in terms of like of God like that. You mean God's requiring me to do something? Yes, obey His word. Listen to this. Listen to this scripture in Proverbs. It says this that my uh, for obedience is better than sacrifice. Or in other words, God would rather have you obedient to the word of God than than you just know the word of God. Let me give you a prime example. I tweeted this out here several about a year ago. God, listen, and I think it's so true. I believe God wants us to memorize the word. I believe that God wants us to have the word written upon our heart. And I believe that when the word is written upon our heart, we can obey God easily. However, watch this now. However, even though I know the word of God, even though I have the word of God on my heart, I believe that God would rather me obey that word than memorize it. Okay, I want you to catch that. God would rather me obey the word than memorize it. God is not concerned about how much you memorize. God's concerned about how much you're keeping, how much of the word that you're obeying. Isn't that so powerful? Isn't that such a powerful concept that, that he would rather have me obey the word than, than memorize the word? And I think, I think memorization, don't get me wrong. Wait, hear me. I'm not saying that obeying the word of God is not valuable and it's not important. It is important. It's exactly what we should be doing. We should be obeying. We should be memorizing it. We should be having it. We should be meditating on it. 
However, however, if I'm not keeping the word of God, what good is it that I memorize it? That's such a that's such a vast, valuable concept right there. Obeying the word means everything to God. And believe you me, we've all missed it a time or two. We've all missed the word of God a time or two. We've all, we've all, you know, fallen short of God's glory. I'm not taking that away from you, okay? Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that God is looking for perfection. I'm saying that God is looking for obedience. That is a vast, that is a powerful statement. Write that down. Put it in the comment section. God isn't looking for, 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 uh, for perfection. God is looking for obedience. And, and I really feel like that, you know, when we're walking in the obedience of God's word, I, to me, that is perfection to God because we're trying to keep what he's asking us to do. Now, we understand there's certain parts of that word that none of us in this room, none of us on this page, none of us in the world will be able to keep that word because Jesus was the only one that could keep that. Therefore, he became our righteousness. So don't misunderstand perfection and righteousness there, okay? I believe God is looking for your obedience, not your perfection. And we've got to vastly understand the difference between those two. Okay? Now, now listen to me. I really believe this. I really believe that this is so huge right now. Stop trying to let the word. Okay? Stop trying to let. Let me rephrase that. Stop letting. Stop trying to let the world create your persuasions. Let the word of God create your persuasions. Okay? And, and right now, in a culture that is trying to, to, to uh, you know, I, I, I'm, going, I'm going to say something. If you unfollow me, if you get mad at me, if you get upset at me, uh, I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to hear me. I really believe that this is a generation that we've got to change the way we're thinking about our persuasions. And we've got to develop our persuasions based upon the word of God. Okay? It's the word isn't gonna ask you if you like it. The word isn't gonna ask you if you like to forgive somebody. The word isn't gonna ask you if you if you want to love somebody. The, the word isn't gonna ask you if you have to forgive. The word isn't gonna ask you if you have to believe in life. It's not gonna ask you those things. It's telling you those things. The Bible is telling you clearly. You have to be for life. You have to be for marriage between one man and one woman. You have to understand the value of believing the word of God despite. Hello, Pastor Heath. And I am telling you right now, we've got a generation that would rather be persuaded than let the word of God make them be persuaded or allow them to be persuaded. We have to be a generation that changes our persuasions based upon the word of God, not based upon a feeling, not based upon what we think, you know, uh, you know, for all, for all, you know, for those of you that are all up in arms about Roe versus Wade, well, let me explain something to you. Uh, God is going to judge, God, God is going to judge us for that. And he's also going to judge us for this, that, you know, shacking up is just as bad as abortion, right? It's, it, I mean, come on, we got, we got to, we got to know the word of God based upon these things. Okay, so I want to encourage you and I want to tell you, be led by your persuasions if you're led by the word of God. You can't be led by this culture. This culture will deceive you. 
I, I just proved it right here in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. He said they're going to be selfish. They're going to seek out teachers. They're going to they're going to seek out teachers with soothing words and men of God that tell them what they want to hear. The Bible doesn't tell us what we want to hear. The Bible tells us what we need to hear. And we need to we need to change our persuasions to that. That's a valuable concept. Okay? I want to really encourage you in that. And um, I love you guys with all my heart. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to unfollow me, unfriend me, and, and that's fine. I don't really care. I'm not looking to gain followers. I'm looking to be an impact of this generation. And one of the things that I'm tired of doing and arguing with about is, is uh, this culture will lead you down a path. You Listen, stop, stop being led by your feelings and start being led by your persuasions, being led by the Word of God. And uh, I really want to, I really want to emphasize that today, and tell you that God is looking for people that are persuaded by the Word of God. God's not looking for a generation to be persuaded by a culture. Okay, He's not looking for a generation to be persuaded by something, or by someone or something else. Okay, He's looking for a generation that's persuaded by the Word of God. Okay, not by opinions, not by thoughts, not by feelings. Let's be persuaded by the word of God. Okay? Amen. I love you guys. I honor you. I appreciate you. And uh, we know that God is richly going to bless you and strengthen your life. And uh, we love you guys very much. Remember that Stronger Every Day is here every day at 1130. And uh, we will be right here tomorrow morning with a brand new show telling you we love you, we honor you, we appreciate you. And uh, thank you, Sandy. I appreciate that. And uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. And uh, be blessed, all right? And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Remember, God always has your miracle in mind. Something good is going to happen today. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to partner with us monthly or sow a seed into our ministry, you can download the Standing Strong Ministries app on Google Play or the App Store, or you can send it to Post Office Box 602, Lebanon, Missouri, 65536. Thank you and have a wonderful day.